What's up, Black Love fam and first time fam? Welcome to another edition of Man to Man, a part of the Black Love Podcast Network. I'm David Wazicki, General Manager of Black Love, and today we're going to talk to a Black Love favorite, one of my favorites personally. He's a life coach and a relationship coach. He was featured on season four of Black Love. I got to mention, he's a native New Yorker. Always got to point that out every time it comes up. And he's <laughs> one half <laughs> one half of the amazing Clarks. So he's ha- I, I think Uh-oh. he's half man, half amazing. It's my man, the <laughs> Anthony Clark. What's up, brother? What? What's up, brother? Wow. Thank you for that amazing intro. Uh, Absolutely. That was beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I feel the same way about you, brother. And yes, Brooklyn is definitely in the house. In the house. Sound the horn. We here now in New York. So you were originally a guest on the OG Instagram live mm-hmm. edition of Man to Man. So I'm very, very happy to bring you on board here to the podcast edition. And Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to jump into all the things with you again. How we kick things off here with the podcast edition is with uh, us getting you man-to-man blue check certified. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got one question on man-to-man. We mm-hmm. ask everybody to kick it off to get the seal of approval and that blue check. You ready? Let's do it. What does masculinity mean to you? Mm. What does masculinity mean to me? To me, masculinity means having the courage to be vulnerable and to be your authentic self in all situations. It's not about a label. I feel like once we tap into our true authenticity, that that's where masculinity lies. It's not in me trying to act or pretend to be a certain way or somebody I'm not. It's just me being vulnerable and naked in all situations. I love that. I so love that's that. my. So did I pass? Did I get my my card? Blue check. <laughs> Blue check. Got it. Blue Bang. check. You're in. <laughs> Let's do it. No, Beautiful. I love it. I love it. You know, the, the interesting thing about that question, it's like a snowflake. I've never <laughs> seen, heard, received a response that was the same. So I love that. And I love... <laughs> that mostly because it, it verifies to me that masculinity does in fact supersede, as you just said, it supersedes a label. And yeah, I think that's definitely. that's when it goes into the vibe, that's when it goes into emotion, that's when it goes into whether you dip into your masculine energy, your feminine energy, your combination of the two, it just, it supersedes the label. So Exactly. And you know, on top of that, everybody's unique. Yes. And so it's going to be a little different for everybody. Once you try to make it generic and be like, it's just this template that you have to fit in. To me, that's not it. Everybody's going to express it differently. The only way that you're going to really get to the core of it is by going to your essence, by going to Mm -hmm. your spirit, the deepest part of you. Start from there. Everything else there going up from there, to me, is just like clothing that we put on top of it, the facade, the ego, everything else. So go back to basics. Hmm. I love that. So with that, let me transition because you have at this stage, listening to you on the amazing Clark's podcast, hearing you speak, hearing you speak at 
the recent Black Love Summit this year, last year's Black Love Summit, Black Love, the docuseries. I'm saying Black Love a lot. I guess I'm plugging you as well as the show (laughs) and the company as a whole (laughs) and the network and all those things. But I was going to say all of that to say you have this wealth of knowledge. You have this wealth of expertise. You have an ease about you now. But again, you grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And growing up in Brooklyn, you mentioned this on your podcast yourself. So I'm, I'm to <laughs> you, I'm not saying anything new, but to our audience, <laughs> you know, you grew up during a very tough time. You said yourself, you were this intuitive kid mm-hmm. who dreamt about love, was connected to himself. I mean, ha- first of all, how did you get there at such a young age? And growing up during these tough times in Brooklyn, how did you continue to progress and elevate yourself to continue down that road? I mean, you essentially Mm -hmm. came full circle from that kid growing up in Brooklyn. I'd love to understand how you continue that path or came full circle to where we are now. Great question. So let's start with childhood. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that all of us, when we're born, we're extremely connected to our higher self. We're of spirit. Then as we get older, our parents, society, they start teaching us right, wrong, good, bad. And then the ego starts to develop. And the ego's focused on the external world, not the internal world. And the more you fo- you get pulled into your external, the further away you move from the internal and your spirit and your true essence. And growing up as a kid, for some reason, I was aware of that. And I was observing my siblings and other people around me moving to the external and moving away from spirit. Mm -hmm. And I consciously chose to stay within because I knew that that's where everything I wanted and my happiness and my fulfillment, that's where it was coming from. And so as I got started getting older and going into the streets, I couldn't continue to be that sweet, loving, spiritual being because I was getting my, my ass kicked, to be perfectly honest. Right, right. <laughs> and still trying to love everybody and get them to come back to where I was. That was like my quest, to get them to come back home, get them to come back to spirit. And it wasn't happening. And then I started observing the adults around me that were in relationships and chaos and the broken hearts and the fighting and And when you're still in that place, when you're still connected to your higher self within, when you observe people on the outside that are what I call lost, they have moved away from their higher self, you feel it Mm -hmm. because you know what they're looking for is within. And so at that point, I made a promise to myself that I'm going to do something about it one day, that I'm going to grow up one day because I get it and I'm going to teach the world how to love. I'm going to attract my soulmate. We're going to have this amazing love affair. Then we're going to turn around and teach the rest of the world how to do that. And when you're in that place and that internal within yourself with spirit, you know that anything is possible. You know that our potential and our power is limitless. And as a kid, I knew that. So I knew that this was something that could actually be done and that I would actually do one day. And I would listen to love songs and I would visualize it which is a big part of manifestation. So even as yep. a kid, it's a yep. knowing. It's yep. a knowing. And so it's like a little a deer or a pony being born. Intuitively, they know to get up. Right. Intuitively, they know to start running right away. Right. So our spirit's the same way. So 
I made that commitment. I would visualize, listen to love songs. And then I went onto the streets. I got older. And then when I, I realized that I couldn't maintain that right now, that in order to survive in that environment, that I had to kind of snuff that side of me out, kind of pinch it off for a while. Mm -hmm. And I literally had a conversation with my spirit like, you know what? I'm going to come back to you. Really? But right now, I got to put you in the closet. I can't do it yeah. right now. I got to yeah. do it this way. I got to become like them. I got to go outside of me. I got to be external. That's the only way that I'm going to survive. So that's what I did. It was either like be the prey or be predator. Sure. And so in a way, a lot of ways, I was forced to become a predator. But even through those times, what saved me was that I still had that somewhat of a connection to my higher self. And it would guide me through dangerous situations over and over again where I should have been wrapped up. I should have been in prison. I should have been dead. Mm. But each time it would spare me or that little voice in my head that said, don't go that way. Make a left turn. Go right. Don't go down that block. Go down this block. Right. right. And it got me through. And once I turned 18 and I went to move to California, 3000 miles away, it was like I had a second shot at life. And I realized that now I don't want to cut cordons anymore. I don't need to be a predator anymore. I don't have to look over my back anymore. Now I could go back to my higher self. And I went back in the closet and pulled that spirit out and I dusted it off and it was like, let's do it. So since then, it's just been who I am. And it's been an amazing partnership, an amazing journey. And it, it's good to be back. It, it's really good to be back. Now let, let me ask one thing, not, not to make light of this because, mm -hmm. of, you know, you said you got your ass kicked, but you're a pretty big guy. Um, just oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I you know the the, the fact right. that we were eye level. So I'm six four. I don't know. Are you six four, right. six five? Six four, six five. Yeah, yeah, six five. So you know, we're we're two pretty big guys. So to right. hear that you got your ass kicked yeah. to the point that you had to table spirit. That that's pretty big, and I I think people yeah. hopefully get that visual that if it, if it was a guy that big, there were some tough things going on in BK oh, yeah. at the time. Free to oh, table yeah. spirit. Oh yeah, and and it was constant. It was from the time that I had to go to school. Um, you know, I have to go through the hood. I have to work, yeah. survive that. Then yeah. I would go through the Italian neighborhoods oh, to get to school. Mm -hmm. So I had to survive them. Mm -hmm. Then I had to deal with the cops. Yeah. And that's yeah. just going to school. Then right. I have to turn around and, <laughs> and come back home and do it again. <laughs> right. So, and you know, even with the uh, the spiritual side of it, the not wanting to fight, because I wanted to love on people. I didn't want to fight people. So I didn't want to learn how to fight. Right. And my siblings would pick on me. My brother would pick on me, beat me up every day after school, beat me up, beat me up. And I would tell my mother because that's the right thing to do. Sure. And she'd sure. get on him, but nothing would change. Then one day he came home and he hit me and I couldn't take it anymore. And I hit him, I punched him back and he stopped hmm. and I'm all crying and what are you yeah. doing? Let's yeah. fight. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, why, why did you hit me back? And he's like, because I just wanted you to fight. You're my little brother. I just wanted you to stand up for yourself. And you did that. And so I was like, wait a minute, that's easy. Then the next day he'd come home and he did it again. I just thought, oh, let me just throw a punch and he'll stop. Yeah, I threw yeah. a punch and he punched me in my mouth. In my mouth. Bow. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I threw a punch back. Why'd you, why'd you hit me? He said, yeah, you threw up. He said, now it's time to learn how to fight. And it was like, ah, I get it. And after that, I fell in love with fighting. I mean, I would literally come home every day after school for two hours, just shadow box in the mirror. Really? Then my brother would come home and we'd fight for another hour until it got to the point where I loved it. And then when I went onto the street, it was a completely different story. No more getting my ass kicked. 
Anthony was kicking ass. Anthony so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kicking ass. Yes, kick, yes, yes. Kick, kicking his way back to spirit. I yes. love <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. I love this um internal external dialogue that you're mentioning mm-hmm. because I feel everything starts in internally. So to to use your words, everything starts with the heart, everything starts with the mind, that mind um, heart connection. And and that's mm-hmm. what radiates outwards to the world. Right. So, you know, you, and you even mentioned, you know, it felt good to be back. It felt good to be Anthony once you moved across the, uh, from East Coast to West Coast, once you had a moment to reconnect with spirit, because spirit was a big part of you. For somebody who's who's having issues with connecting to spirit because I, I I think sometimes that may sound too woo-woo that may sound too mm-hmm. esoteric for some I get you I'm, I'm with you we've already right, had right. some dialogue mm-hmm. around this but for the typical person how would you suggest one gets internal how do you how do you start going there and 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 getting more familiar and acquainted to get towards spirit? You know, we get this question all the time as coaches because people come to us for this specific for that specific reason. And what we tell them is that, first of all, you have to want it. You have to want to connect and you have to be open minded, open minded about it. If you go, if you approach it like uh, prove it to me, prove that I have a spirit, it ain't ain't gonna happen. You have to go into it going, you know what? I'm open. Even if I don't know for sure, I want to know and I'm open to learning. And if there is, if I do have a higher self, I want to connect with it. It starts with that. Then you open up the subconscious mind and you're basically signaling that I'm ready for it. Then the next step would be gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude and appreciation. Everything that we see in the external world is created by something unseen. Everything that's seen is created by the unseen. And when you go into a place of gratitude and appreciation, start with the things that you can see. So something as simple as your hands. We have this amazing piece of machinery that can move in so many different ways. If you cut yourself, it'll heal. It'll heal itself for you. It allows you to eat. It allows you to hug. It allows you to do so many different things. But most people take it for granted. They never stop to look at something so simple and go, wow, and appreciate it. So once you can start appreciating these things that are right in front of you that we all take for granted and realizing how amazing that it is, and then realizing that whatever created created this universe created this for you, and it created it in a way that it obviously loves you. Because if it didn't love you, why would it care if you got cut? Why would it want to heal you naturally? Hmm. Why would it make you this incredible being? Why would it give you vision? Why would it give you the ability to eat? Why would it give you the ability to feel love and have to love your family and friends? Hmm. So whatever created us and whatever created this universe cared and loves us so once you start thinking on that level you start going deeper and then you see more to appreciate and more things to have gratitude for and love gratitude and appreciation i mean gratitude and appreciation is love in its smallest and most concentrated form the more that you appreciate something the more that you'll like it and if you keep appreciating it you'll love it and if you keep appreciating it you'll fall in love with it and so the more you do that, then you fall in love with you, then automatically that connection starts opening up. It starts unraveling. 
And so it's like a little baby, like an embryo that's inside of you. And it's dormant. It's asleep. And the more attention you pay with love to it and love and feed it love and gratitude, the more it starts to wake up, the bigger it's, then it starts to grow. And when your spirit, most people have a hard time connecting the spirit to the higher self because they have so many distractions in their head. The bills, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. the past, the fears, the anxieties. And the only way you're going to connect with spirit is to be in the now, in the moment, in the now. Yeah. And spirit's not going to fight over that loud noise. Spirit whispers. Spirit whispers. It whispers. And it's always trying to guide you. It's always trying to connect with you. But most people, they can't hear it over that loud. Spirits can't, you can't hear it because of the loud noise. And right. spirit's not going to get louder to try to drown out that loud noise. You have to drown out that loud noise, turn the volume down on that other stuff, and then spirit will get louder. You'll be able to hear it. And so that would be the, what we would tell people to start with. Once you do that, there's no turning back. It's like the matrix. Once you take right. that pill, that red <laughs> pill, it's not going back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that, to, to me, life is really not truly ever going to be amazing. Relations, your relationship is never going to truly be ama as amazing as it could be till you tap into that spiritual connection within. We always say that if you don't go within, you will go without. Yeah, And so we're, we're very passionate about it. We've been, you know, studying this and living this 35 years now, you know, wow. and I wish it for everybody because once you connect to spirit and your higher self, you get so much clarity and so much, you see so many things that you couldn't see before and so many realizations. And one of them is that we are all one. We're all connected. When we look at each other in the external world, there's this illusion. It looks like this creek called separation. Like you're over there and I'm over here. Yeah. That's an illusion. Yeah. When you go to quantum physics, they prove that everything in this universe is one. And when they go into a particle, the deepest that they can go is, is 10 to the negative 33 centimeters. And at that point, they hit the fabric of the universe. It's called Planck scale. Right, and at Planck right. scale, everything is one. It's just waves of pure potentiality. When you realize that, it's like, okay, if we're all one, and if you're a version of me, how can I hurt you? How can I see you starving, starving and being homeless? Mm. How can I stand by and watch other people hurt you? So once you have that realization that we're one, you realize that that's the key to healing the world. That's the key to ending poverty. That's the key to ending violence. Now, is it possible for us all to get there? Anything's possible, but it's only going to happen once we start to realize who we really are, that we are spiritual beings having a physical world experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah what you just said, that's, I mean, I do my best to live by it. I, I think, you know, a lot of times we do get caught up in all the, the little things. I, I mean, I truly think they are little things scrolling on the iPhone mm -hmm. too long and, and just deep diving into social media. And then you come out right. two, two hours later and, and you, what what did you gain from yeah. that? Or um, exactly. emails, dings, notifications, uh, mm -hmm. the news cycle, uh, you name it. It's just out yeah. there, ads, commercials. But I think with all of that, do you feel there is this loss? I don't know if that's the right phrase, but I'm just going to go with it. With this loss of sacredness to the simple things. And, and here's my context for it. I feel once upon a time, going mm -hmm. back to indigenous people in this country alone, there's, you know, indigenous all over mm -hmm. the world, 
that have been displaced. But going back to indigenous folk in this country, there were a multitude of religions, but they all appreciated the earth. They all appreciated Mm -hmm. that sunset, that sunrise. They appreciated every little part of an animal when they hunted. They, They would say a prayer before they would kill their prey to be able to feed their whole tribe. They would, I just felt like there was such an appreciation for these little things. And, and I feel as though some people mistaken it for an ignorance or an unknowing, oh, you're just not aware (laughs) that, you know, the globe goes around 24 hours a day and blah, blah. Right. No, but they're, they knew. Because the ancient Egyptians knew a lot more than we know in this present day, but that's for another time. But I I just believe some of our ignorance in a modern day where we take for granted what was known back then and the the level of spirituality they had, but over time, it's kind of this this double-edged sword where we know so much and we're almost too Mm -hmm. smart for our own good that we start Mm -hmm. to forget the essence yeah. of the highest good and the, and that's mm-hmm. spirituality. So all yes. of that context to say <laughs> do do you feel there is that uh loss of of sacredness that's missing in our society today? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that goes back to what I was saying about if you don't go within you will go without. Most people are living without. They're living in the external. And everything in the external is superficial. And so it's like, really what everybody's doing is, I believe they're searching to get back to who they really are. They just don't know it. And they're trying to do it through happiness. So they're searching for happiness. And most people, they're looking for that happiness outside of them. And whenever you try to look for that happiness and that connection and those things outside of you, you're gonna always eventually be disappointed. And it's called the hedonic impact. Everything in this world is impermanent meaning eventually it's going to fall apart, break down, um, or, or if it's a person, it's going to disappoint you. The right. only thing in this world that's permanent is energy. Energy never dies. It just goes into form, out of form, cannot be destroyed. And that energy is within in, in us, called spirit. Mm-hmm. So when people first, when they're looking for that happiness outside of them, you know what? That house, that house will make me happy. Then they get that house and they're happy for a little while. And then they're like, I'm not happy anymore. It's not doing it. I need a bigger house. Hmm. That, that car, that car, it does it for a little while. Then wait, I need a new car, right. a different car, right. or it breaks down. Right. If, that person, okay, they make you happy for a little while, but eventually they take their attention away from you, act in a way that you don't want them to act. Then you're unhappy again. Ah, well, I need a different person. <laughs> right. So it's, it never right. ends, and you'll, but you'll never, you'll never find that, that true happiness there. You'll have moments of it. But you'll never, it'll never solve the, the, the problem. Now, once you go within, you find that happiness first and foremost from that connection with your spirit, that one thing in this universe is permanent, then you'll never be disappointed. It'll never go away. It'll always be consistent. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you'll have that happiness. Now, you may still want the things outside of you, but you don't need them. Right. Right. Because you have what you need right. already. So now I don't have to invest all my time in online social media trying to find that happiness and that next text or that next like. I don't have to find it in all those other ways because I already have it within. The outside world is just a hologram of what's going on inside of you. 
And so stop chasing it out there. <laughs> yeah. go, they go inside of go you. Inside, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, in a lot of this goes back to what we we're talking about people getting that connection to spirit. One of the great ways to do it. One of the great ways to do it is to think like your higher self. When you start thinking like your spirit, you start connecting with your spirit. And so your higher self knows that it's the creator of everything in existence. Mm. And your higher self knows that everything's made of love. And you're a part of that. It's a part of you. You are that. So now, if you're the creator and part of everything in existence and everything's made of love, what is there to fear? How can there be lack? What is there to be ashamed about? And so your higher self looks at everything in every single moment through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation. Love, abundance, and appreciation because it knows the truth. When we look at things through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation, it feels amazing. And the reason that it feels amazing, because that's our higher self letting us know right now, your perspective on this subject matches the perspective of your higher self. You are in alignment. And when you're in alignment, life is magical. Mm. Your intuition's off the hook. Everywhere you go, things just work out. Yeah. Everywhere you go, people are attracted to you. That's when you're in your sweet spot. It's like your spirit's leading to everything that you want. And it's like that, that phone signal that's so clear. Spirit's like, go left. Make this move. Make that move. And it just works out because you can hear spirit. <laughs> and and that's and that's why it feels so good. Or when other people look at you through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation, it feels amazing as well. Because once again, that's your higher self letting you know you're in alignment. Keep doing that and you'll continue to get what you want. Now, let's flip that. Whenever we look at things through the eyes of fear, doubt, lack, anger, shame, guilt, jealousy, it feels horrible. And the reason that it feels horrible is because that's our higher self spanking us to get all attention. That's a discomfort. Your higher self's going, hey, 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 I'm trying to get your attention. I'll spank you all day long. I'll do this as long as we have to until I get your attention. Yeah. And then when it gets your attention, it's trying to let you know, I'm trying to lead you to everything that you want. But right now, your perspective on this subject does not match the perspective of your higher self. You are out of alignment. And so you've deviated off the highlighted route. And so your higher self is trying to get you to come back, but your perspective has to change to get back in alignment. And so it's like your spirit's trying to lead you, but the signal's bad. It's like, hey, I'm trying to go down this street, the street, and you can't hear it. Right, and right. when you don't have that connection to spirit, that's when you feel frustrated. That's when you feel hopeless. That's when you feel afraid. That's when you feel like life is not worth living. And you want to just give up. That's when you start looking for it in those little things like the text and yeah. trying to, in the little corners and cracks and crevices and you ain't going to find it there. How do you change it now to get back in alignment? Change your perspective. Have gratitude and appreciation for your situation, regardless of what it is right here and right now. I always say like, it's like I'm going somewhere and I have an appointment and I go to the car, I have a flat tire. My initial response, I can't help that anger, that frustration, ah! but that frustration, that emotion is letting me know I'm out of alignment right now. Mm. And if I stay out of alignment, I'm going to get more of this. And this is a day in my life I'm never going to get back. So now change your perspective. And we have a belief. We say uh, a saying EIP, everything is perfect. There are no accidents. There are no mistakes. Mm. Everything that's unfolding is unfolding for my greater good. The universe is playing chess, not checkers. So this happened for a reason, and I'm grateful that it happened. Okay, EIP, everything's perfect. Now, just by doing that, ah, I'm back in alignment now in gratitude. Now it's like, okay, let me change the tire. My wife's still in the house. Let me go get some coffee. I'm going to bring her out here. We can listen to music, make out, while we fix the tire and this and that. And then, and maybe this was done to get to stop me from getting into an accident, maybe to prevent me from getting a ticket. I don't know. 
but I'm, I have faith that it happened for good reason. Mm. So I'm going to stay in appreciation. Now, all of a sudden, I had a great day. I had a great experience. I had a wonderful time with my wife. Right. And maybe while changing the tire, I realized, you know what? We didn't have a spare. And maybe she would have had that car. Oh, my God. If she would have had a flat, she would have been on her own. So now, you know what I'm saying? It'll always yeah. work out when you go to EIP. But that's the, one of the best ways to connect with your higher self by thinking like your higher self from moment to moment. I love that. Um, to, make, to make a long story short, we're too late for that. <laughs> we're in already. Keep going. Yeah, we're in already. Too deep. <laughs> um, oh, so good. No, I, I was going to say I love EIP. I am mm -hmm. taking that as part of my repertoire because I want, I feel as though, again, with all the things, with all of the distractions, with all of the, just all of it these days and trying to get us back to this connectedness, this alignment, as you well, very well put it, I think we need to have these anchors. And I think you mm -hmm. mentioning this acronym EIP and the meaning behind it, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. anchor. If you can just mm -hmm. remember these, th remember three letters yep. to bring you back yep. to alignment. You got I it. Mean, that, that's gold to me. That's like, yeah. that's everything. Yeah. That's everything. Yes. 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 Um, I agree. Go ahead. And, and that's how we use it. And all of our clients use it. And um, we had a, a nephew that passed and he passed pretty young. And But we, he knew all the stuff. We taught him all the stuff. He lived by it. And when he passed on his uh, tombstone, we, instead of RIP, we put EIP. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. That is beautiful. The embodiment of it, man. Yeah. I, um, well, it's, it's, it's tough to transition from that. I, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, oh, no, thank you. Vinny, we're running out of time here, but, but we have to, have to do a part two because all things Ghana is on my mind. I know all things Ghana <laughs> is on your mind since you've of come course, back from the motherland. So we got to jump into it. So we're going to do a part two. Beautiful. So fam, with that, you don't want to miss part two with Anthony and myself going to the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> all things Ghana. Tune in next week. 